Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. going on everybody welcome into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vodcast network it's hump day jay spent hump, hump day hump that like wherever you are whatever platform you are consuming this episode on please hump all over that like button subscribe we are super chat live if you're on youtube with us right now my name is joe miller one of the hosts of the show here with my always favorite dude jay spencer king jay spencer king what's up man you? i'm good I'm good. How are you, man? I uh, I can't complain. I can't complain. It's funny because like after this weekend, like there's 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 folks in the room now that I actually know. So like Mark Johnson, <laughs> who I think has been in the room a bunch, but I never really connected the dots that that's the Mark that I follow on Twitter that actually made the John Fina shirts. So it's yeah, uh, inter- it's interesting as the uh, the sphere continues. You got to get out more. We, yeah we got to get you out more man <laughs> you, you might not be wrong about that but uh it was a fantastic weekend so um and, and the weekend started on sunday so there was a, a big get together at o'neill's which you were missed um as always but the usual crew you knew i'm sure you saw the picture you knew all the all the usual suspects and, and that was kind of a precursor there was a bunch of people that flew in uh, and this part you do know about for the first ever and hopefully annual inaugural uh, Poncho's Army Golf Tournament. And yeah. it was it was done well. It was, I mean, legitimate, like, applause to Anthony. Um, and I, it escapes me, the, the dude that helped him put it on. Like, I think his name's Jeff. I can't remember. Mark probably knows. Um, okay. but, uh, but it was just well done. Uh, I got to take a picture with Mary Wilson terminator was in the house which was cool like the people that flew in for the event was amazing like it was just the vibe was great i've always it was a it was a springville country club uh tommy uh was the other guy uh it was at springville country club which is a, is a golf course that i've always wanted to play and the course was gorgeous like the, the greens were perfect the tee boxes were flat and perfect the course was just in phenomenal shape uh i don't know i haven't heard exactly how much money they've raised um but Maybe have you heard anything? Because I know you're kind of like one of the founding members of Poncho's Army, are you not? Yeah, actually, um, I have to go ahead and close. I, I got to look at the site and, and close everything out for him so we can get the money going to the places it needs to go. But right, right. Um, but well, don't I don't away. I don't know the well, no, I don't know the amount anyway. But um, I what I what I will say is it sold out quick. And yeah. there were some donations. And uh, like you mentioned, Anthony and Tommy did a great job putting it together. Um, we had some great sponsors for it. It was it was an, it was just an amazing thing. I also loved I got to see online when like they gave the newer members like their jackets yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep. So, you know, it, it's a good thing. And, and 
kudos to Anthony. I hope that they get to, like you said, do this every year. And I hope it becomes something that, you know, the year doesn't seem normal if we don't have it. Like, I hope that that's how it becomes. Well, let's let's do two things. And this is completely unscripted. We did not plan on talking about this. And it literally just hit me when we came live. So first, tell us where all the money that was raised is going to. Well, uh, I believe there are several different things happening. So obviously, um, the families and, and the survivors from the Jefferson shooting at, at Taps, I know um, there are and food, there was a food drive yep, as yep, well. So yep, yep. a lot of that stuff is going there. Um, but but Poncho's Army does throughout the year, they do a lot of things where they're, uh, they help people really it doesn't it's not even like a, a specific reason for help if they find anybody in need for anything they kind of do it and, and anthony is is great when it comes to that stuff so like like you said man kudos to them you know i'm gonna text him real quick and see if he can hop in for a second oh that'd be okay great that. that'd be freaking fantastic and then uh real quick while you're doing that if somebody wants to become a member of poncho's army is it uh where you, do you i heard the word draft do you have to be invited in or is it a situation where you can uh what's the word pledge i don't know i don't know how that necessarily works like you <laughs> pledge you pledge a, a fraternity how do you be how does one if somebody's interested in becoming because mark johnson actually is one of the new members uh of poncho's mm -hmm. army if somebody wants to become a member of poncho's army how do they go about doing that i'm gonna be honest with you man i don't know because he kind of like told me <laughs> <laughs> like i went over one day and he's like here's your jacket and i'm like holy smokes thanks he's like no you're like one of the first members and i was like all right thanks so i don't know uh <laughs> I, I just think I, I think what it comes down to and he says this all the time you just have to have a good heart and you have to want to help people and yeah, you yeah. know if you keep that going and you know that's just the community that poncho's army is so i just yeah. text him we'll see if he can jump on yeah and we'll, uh, we'll delay a little bit know, longer we'll, while we're waiting before <laughs> i move on um and to let us find out if he says yes or no uh so mookie mookie hawkins was there which was great uh the babes were there which was great uh who uh zach was there from trainwreck sports i got to play golf with greg vorse from uh spectrum the spectrum sports anchor and he was an awesome dude like we follow each other on twitter and have for a long time but we've never actually interacted at all and that dude is about as down to earth and cool as they come like i had a blast with that guy he was just a ton of fun i'm trying to think uh joe croom was there there's there was just a whole bunch of just it was it was a very much a who's who of bill's mafia and then you know Alyssa o'reilly flew in uh warlock flew in who else there was a ton of people that uh denard flew in there was just it was just it was just it was overwhelming even to me uh to just kind of see the just the buy-in like the level of buy-in right it was just it was incredible and i think there's a park bench is one of the things that's actually going to happen right uh over on jefferson kind of a, a commemorative park bench or something like that um but yeah it was it was a great event and i'm looking forward to next year already and i was hesitant about signing up just because i don't have anybody in this town to golf with dude i don't know what's going on with my headphones i'm hearing like the test music like when you try to trust it. oh really well, well i'll just keep going i'll just keep rambling I can, i'm I gonna can... hop out because honestly like i hear you but i hear the test and this is like going to loop I have weird. No yeah so so what i was saying about that for those that are uh watching me live and us live and those are that uh consuming this in podcast form so i was hesitant about joining up first just because I used to play a lot of golf when I lived in Columbus, Ohio. For those that don't know anything about Columbus, Ohio, it's it's super, super high up uh, in the country as it pertains to um, just, just public courses and, and the quality of the courses. Buffalo, not so much. There's just not a lot of great courses here. I transitioned back to Buffalo back home in 2018, and I've played about four rounds of golf in four or five years. 
Uh, and I don't know anybody really that golfs. So it was like, well, I guess I'm going to sign up by myself. And I ended up doing that. And I'm glad I did. It was great. So how's how's the ears? Now it's good. I don't know what just happened there. StreamYard is on something different today, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I told you, when we logged in, I was not getting an audio meter. And that's when I, I was like, can you hear me? Like, is my microphone working? Super weird. But yeah, uh, so to, to what I heard, um, the course is beautiful. It was a beautiful course. And yeah. from what I hear, the staff there, the team there, everybody was amazing. Um, everybody had such a good time. And, and I, I, you know, I saw a ton of pictures. There, there was a ton of pictures. So, you know, like you mentioned, Mary was there, uh, the, the, yep, yep. the wife of the founder of the Buffalo Bills. You had the Mace Terminator, Yard. his wife. Mace you Mace had, Mace. you know, you had, um, y'all, y'all so funny when y'all do stuff like that, the matriarch. Like, y'all, y'all, so, y'all so deep. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I don't know if you're talking to me or Mark, but thank you. I'll take that one. I don't know. I, that might be to Mark because I think Mark's birthday was yesterday or the day before, and mine was on, what, Friday, Saturday? When was my birthday? I don't even know. I think it was Saturday. Both Pretty of y'all old. and before we get over to the topic of the of this show which is to do our defensive uh roster projection for 2022 i was in uh oh you want to read that i'm sorry joe was going to talk about the show and some other things real quick but mark is updating us on what's going on poncho's army is having 10 benches made one for each victim of the buffalo shooting and each bench will be personalized for each of the victims and placed accordingly around buffalo for for the families i do know the one for um for Pearl Young is going to be um, in Central Park Plaza. And is, wow. you know, so that's where she, for a good portion of her life, she ran a pantry and gave food out to, to people who needed it, you know, and, and actually the church is, was over there for a long time as well, prior to the moving to Chictawaga. So uh, okay. Central Park Plaza is where it's going to be. And I don't know about the other nine, but yeah, that, that's also part of what the money is going for. Gotcha. And Chris Janke, this is, you don't come to Buffalo Rumblings for all your golf content. This is for all of your charity content. That's what we're about. Spence started early on with his show about highlighting charities, uh, as as does uh, uh, Colt Schroeder is real big on highlighting charities. I've had people on to highlight charities, so it's about charities. It's not necessarily about golf. But yes, that is awesome. So before we jump into the topic of the show, I was on a Spaces uh literally a half hour ago and it was it was a mess <laughs> it was Mar- i think mark was in there too it was that so the, the spaces was put on by uh brad uh Ves- veskio i think is how you pronounce his last name and by Lishan, so warlock they were the ones that put it on it was bills run the east was the name of the, the of the spaces and i'm going to give you some stuff uh but it was bills runs the runs the east there was a bunch of jets fans in there and one in particular that was losing his mind about how the Jets are going to not only sweep the AFC East or win the AFC East this year, but they're going to like be one of the best teams in football. I don't remember exactly what the uh, oh, we it looks like we might have a guest. Um, I don't I don't know exactly what his total outcome was, but he was going on and on and on just about uh, effectively how good the Jets are going to be, all their acquisitions, all the rookies, all this stuff. He didn't once mention the fact that the Jets haven't beaten an AFC East team in the last two years. He didn't mention the fact that the Bills took their number one offensive weapon in Jamison Crowder. Uh, there was so much that he, he he was talking about Robert Sala and how Robert Sala like is going to have this this defense tuned in and ready to go. But meanwhile, you know Josh Allen, when Sala was in the night was with the Niners, ate Sala's lunch. 
like went into San Francisco, well, Arizona, but went into that game and destroyed Robert Sala. It was just, it was, it was comical at best. I don't know if you want to re- like talk about that, what your thoughts on that real quick before we bring Anthony in, just to um, close that loop. I mean, <laughs> Jets fans are just weird right now. Jets fans are legitimately, and here's, it's not just him. I've seen them on Twitter. Like, they're here's weird. the thing. Here's the thing. So they did. It is a fact that they had a very good draft. Yes. It is a fact that they had a very good offseason. They did a lot of things right. But the problem is when you're so here. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but you ever like overdraft your account by like a whole lot. And then yeah. you get your paycheck and you're still yeah. negative. That's the Jets. <laughs> like the Jets are like, they're they're so overdraft that even when they're getting that. their direct deposit this week, it doesn't matter. Like they still won't be close to us. They still won't be close to Miami. They're just, they have a lot to do. They have a lot to do. Right, right, right. We, I want to talk about that, but before we'll get back to that. But I, I asked my man to, to jump in and talk about the our phenomenal our event. Man. That's fine. That's fine. But... <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to come in and talk about the phenomenal event that happened earlier this week. Uh, my man, my brother, Mr. Anthony Poncho's Army founder and just dope guy all around. What's going on, boss? Man, I'm just blessed. I'll be honest, to see that many beautiful Bills Mafia people in one place, it, uh, it's truly a blessing. And they were dressed as such, too. I was surprised at some of the outfits on the golf course. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, it's Sunday. Like, it's Sunday, like, 1 o'clock. They definitely the came route. through and represented, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, they did. So there was a couple questions that were asked prior to you jumping on. The first one, like I said, I don't I didn't have a good answer because I was kind of like you just told me, which was OK. But how how can someone become a member of Poncho's Army? Oh, good. Um. To be honest with you guys, it's it's more of like a it's a draft process, and and it, it's just leading by example, being a good soldier. I mean, you definitely will get recognized. And as far as like members, like any member, like yourself, James, you can you can nominate somebody, and, and we definitely we don't over, we don't overlook them. We definitely we got a lot of people that want to join. I mean, men and women. It's it's a beautiful yeah. thing when somebody wants to join on the same mission as we're trying to do collectively. So if somebody wants to, we'll call it pledge, right? So you can't you can't nominate yourself. You how do they get recognized? How do they how do they how do they become guys that hang, guys or girls that hang like around? Like I said, right? Joe. Like I said, leading by example. You know, getting out there and spreading the word and not a misguided message. I mean, we're all yeah. here trying to do the right thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there that want to do this for persona, for for Twitter likes and Twitter friends and Instagram and all this and that. I mean, just being a good person comes from just being a damn good person, man. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it, but I mean, we definitely don't. We see we see a lot of people out there. There there's a lot of people that we definitely are. Uh, I wish we had enough jackets to give out, man. There's there's a ton of great souls out there, man. There's some beautiful people joe you're one of them man i'm telling you right now you are definitely popular army material bro well i appreciate that how did it start how did the whole movement start let's talk about that real quick um so when ezra ezra came to town we i think we were playing uh the saints okay mm. my son was probably like five or six years old we were walking into the stadium and my son just turned and looked at ezra and said oh my god dad look at that luchador and I'm like, that ain't no luchador. That's Pancho Bila. And I'm like, he's like, who's Pancho Bila? And he, we walked over to him. 
And next thing you know, Pancho just picked him up. And like, as soon as he picked him up, like I just saw the glow. I, I, I mean, this dude opened more than just my eyes. He opened up my heart, you know, and then my mom got sick. You know, my, my best friend fought in Fallujah. He's a veteran. And then Ezra got sick with cancer and then my mom passed. And then before he passed, you know, we, we discussed, I just said, man, I go, Ezra, man, I'm like, I love what you represent as a father, as a brother, as a human being. I go, what can we do? I said, I go, I I was just getting into the, um, to the super fan thing. You would like to say, like, I'm not a super fan. So I'm just a fan of the bills. I'm just trying to do better with what, what I got to work with. And with that being said, I I was talking to him. I said, what the hell? I'm like, man, I'm like, I want to, I want to start a, I want to start a super fan thing. I want to do something. And he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, and then my son was like, how about you start an army? And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, that'd be great to have an army of people that have the same mindset as Ezra Castro, Pancho Bila, and just try to try to make a change. Cause you know, I mean, like Pac said, the old way wasn't working. We need to be better to ourselves. We need to be better to, to other people. And, and I fell in love with it. And I go, Moss, I go, I go to Ezra. I go, how about Pancho's army? And Ezra was in the hospital at the time and he just starts crying. And I was talking to Veronica, AKA Ronnie. And she's like, Anthony, he's crying. She's like, I don't know. She's like, this is crazy. She's like, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, I'm like, Ezra's just a good soul, man. You could just see, you could see how much people, how many people he affected just by being himself. You know what I mean? Even his dying wishes was like to help somebody else. It's like, that's like the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to grasp, you know, when you're, when you're blinded by such beauty, you know what I mean? It's, it's something else. And, and it affected me. Like I said, it opened more than my, my eyes. It opened up my heart and, you know, running into people like you, Joe, James, like James, we might not look the same, but that, that man's my brother, dude. I will, I will go to bat. I will go to war. I will do anything for that man. You know why? Because that dude's Pancho's army and Pancho's army is, is, is something in the lines of like, I want to be able to like, we got Pancho's army in, in Alaska, Florida, North Carolina, Charlotte now with the warlock. So I mean, we got, I'd like to have this thing stretch out to where like any member from Pancho's army can go there and be taken care of just like, you know, sort of like the fight club, but without the fighting <laughs> first rule fight club, first rule, Pancho's army. No Pancho's so, army. <laughs> how, uh, how many members are there in Pancho's army right now? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I got asked that question today and I, I really got to sit down and, and, and like actually do the numbers. Cause there's so many yeah. people like, I think I say roughly around 30, including like wow. Thurman Thomas, Jerry Hughes, Eric Wood, um, who else? I mean, there's, there's Jack, Lorenzo Alexander. There's Allen has a jacket, right? What's that? Josh Allen has a jacket. Yeah, Josh right? Allen, yep. Uh, how did you? How did you? Jadavious White. Did you, I made one for Jadavious White. But like our real so members, I, like our, our real diehard, you know, guys, like them guys on the football field, they got a job to do. They got they got other things that yeah. they got to take care of. But like our main members, like Bill Nito, Iron Bill. Jay Spence, the King, you know, I mean, we got, I mean, Mark Johnson, we got Jim, Jim Ruther. He's a new member. We got Andrew Rydell. There's uh, the warlock, LaShawn German. Uh, There's red from North Carolina. There's like, there's uh, C dubs, Craig. He's, there's a lot of people, man. There's, 
there's an, even a Canadian, Eric. He's a he's he's a big fan. He he loves what we do. I mean, it's it was overwhelming at first. It's like all these people want to join, and it's like I'm like it's great to see. I love it. I love the fact that people are they got the same mindset as me, and we're just trying to do make some change. That's all. You, you know what? <clears throat> I do want to say, and I know I've said this to you privately, but I, I do want to say, like, I'm I'm super proud of you, man. I were, so when when prior to Pancho's Army becoming what it is now and what it's still kind of forming to be, uh, Anthony was like absolutely adamant about not doing charity work. He was just like, no, I'm just I'm just a man trying to do good things. I'm a man behind the man, and I'm he didn't want to do it. Bro, I'm telling you, on I your first episode, like, I was on one of your first episodes. I said that shit. I, yeah. I ain't looking for, for sure. I'm not looking for publicity, bro. I'm not here. I go, I just want to make people smile and do what we can and try to, you know, make, make, just make this world a better place. And, and James, I'll be honest with you, man. The day I met you at Duff's with my son, you, you know, bro, you, you had an aura with you, bro. Me and you. It was something else, man. I parked literally right next to this guy in a red Mercedes. What was it? What what kind was that? What kind of car was that? That was a beautiful car. It, mine was black, but no, yeah, it was that red. A, you had the red Mercedes. No, I had a I had a black GLA. I can't remember. Must I, I wish know. I had a red Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> next year, give me a year. I got you. Nah, but anyhow, <laughs> I, when I'm parked next to you, man, I was just I was blown away by your by your beautifulness, man. You're just a you're genuine. You're a genuine guy, man. I could see why Joe loves you too, man. You're you're definitely like family and and people, you know. I look up to you, man. I'm so proud of you from where you came and like when you first started with all this stuff and we started, you know, I, I was trying to help you out. We are helping each other. We do, you know, that's what family does. And that's, you know, like, like yeah. I said, I don't call it Bill's mafia. I call it Bill's my familia. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. I just and I, actually I appreciate you saying that publicly, too, because a lot of times people think it's fake. Like when you're online and, you know, the way I show love and the way I try to encourage people on a day to day basis. Yo. But you you know me enough to know, like you see what we do when we're not on the Internet. And um, the same thing that you're doing, man, like I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that Pancho's Army is is doing. And, and thank you. Everything that the two guys did during the time during the tragedy and the way you reached out the way that you were there for me and my family. And there, there were other things that I can speak about, but you yeah, know, we listen, don't have like to, I told like, you before, bro, you're my, you're my you. strong side, bro. You're my strong side and you make me a better man. And, and, and I'm grateful for that. I, uh, to be honest, man, you too, Joe, All I love, ain't man. leaving. You ain't no chop liver though. I appreciate you, dude. <laughs> for real. But like I said, though, awesome. with this tournament and stuff that we did, we did a tremendous job. I can't, I can't stress enough how like I, like Pancho's army is nothing. I mean, nothing without amazing people like the people that showed up and like yourself. I mean, I mean, I can't stress that enough. And and we really did a great job in the money that we raised. We have 10 individual unique benches that are going to be made with, with the people that, that suffered in Buffalo. We're, we're having them, you know, scattered all over Western New York. We're trying to work awesome. with the families to see where we can put these benches but uh, like all the money that we raised, you know, that's that's amazing. You guys came through big time, and uh, I, I'm like, I'm I'm so friggin' heartbroken and humbled that that I know uh, that I know you people. You know, I mean, it's 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 really it's heartwarming to know that there is amazing people out there. It's true. It's very good. It's awesome. Except the people, except the people that stole my mother and my grandmother's flowers at their cemetery. Damn it. 
How dare you? That's terrible. Who does that stuff? It is terrible. That's oh, terrible. Sweet Jesus. Like, I hope you get diarrhea from the mouth and the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrible. Who does All that, right. James? I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I just had to crack a joke about that because it was burning me up. This is not Yo. once, but twice it happened. That's awesome. But I love you guys. Awesome, but- I- I'm just a Bills fan, man. And you guys, you guys really keep me up to date on the knowledge and, and, and everything with the bills. And I really appreciate that because I am no analyst. I am no, no, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm only the bills. I like the bills, the Bisons, the Sabres and, and anything Buffalo. So let's, let's you keep seven it rolling. One six to the core. You seven, one, six to the core. I feel it, man. Absolutely. I love you guys. So listen, man. But, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, we love you. On. God bless and go. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say thanks for kick. Thanks for kick coming in real quick, man. Love you. Enjoy your week and and uh, hey, let's let's keep this thing going. We have got to make sure that 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 golf tournament is every year. Oh, it's an annual joint, so let's make it happen, boys. Yes, All, awesome, right. All right, love people, go Bills. Go Bills. Nice. All right. So, yeah, my man joined us real quick just to kind of catch up and talk a little bit about everything that's going on. But but back to these Jets fans, because because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, back back to these Jets fans. So yesterday on the Code of Conduct, actually, in the comments, there were people um, making comments too, talking about like, yeah, uh, the Jets are so much better than they were last year. They're going to beat they're going to beat the Patriots out. So they didn't say they were going to sweep the division or anything, but they said that it's going to be like us, the Jets, then Miami, and then the Patriots. And it's like, everybody knows that I, I strongly encourage recreational legal marijuana usage. The thing is, I never get no stuff that makes me talk like that. So I need to know where they purchased that strain. For, I need it. I need it. I need to be that type of high one day. You need I, that in your life. You need I that need in it. your life. <laughs> It'll help me sleep. I need to sleep. Give me that. This, this dude was just unhinged. And he, so getting back to it, and I apologize for those that have jumped in since we started this conversation. Uh, it was based around a spaces conversation on Twitter that was put on by Brad Vesquio, Vesquio and uh, the Warlock. And there was a Jets fan in there. And he was knowledgeable. He had stats for days. Like he had good stats going back to like the 90s. Um, one of the stats that he tried to use was that I don't remember when, but like the, the, they were the 30, 30th ranked defense in the league. And then Bill Parcells came in and then they moved to seven. But he never really addressed the fact that, well, yeah, Bill Parcells just became your head coach, like a legend of legends from a defensive standpoint. The guy that taught Bill Belichick how to coach football became your head coach. And then he used the Rex Ryan narrative that they went from 17 to number one. Uh, you know, and and obviously uh, Darrell Rivas was in there. He had good stats. So in his mind, that was going to happen again this year, that because of Robert Sala second year, that they're somehow going to move into the top 10 from 32, 31, 32 to the top 10 in defense. And that was going to help propel them all the new weapons on offense, which there weren't many really great weapons. There's a bunch of rookies, right? Brees Hall's great. Uh, but there's really, you know, TJ Uzama's good. Is TJ, how often have we seen a, a, a player break out on a team? This is this is a this is a sad story that happens a lot in the NFL. And by a lot, I mean often. A player breaks out in his contract year, goes to another team, cashes the check, vanishes. Mm-hmm. How, how how often have we heard that story? All it's the time. been a lot. <laughs> like all, all the time. All um even the time. 
even in, in for Bills fans, like there's been guys that we've signed that not recently, obviously, it seems like Brandon Bean kind of figured out a formula and it works. But yeah. there, we've had guys that we've been excited about to come here and it's like, OK, this is exactly what we need for this. And this is exactly what we need for that. And then they either don't even make the roster or they're like, right. you know, just right. buried in a roster. So I, I just caution everybody to to not. And I'm I'm talking about Bills fans and everybody else, too. It's it's. It's the off season. We don't even have the 53 man yet. I know we're like doing projections and stuff, mm, but mm. some of your favorite guys might not even make your team. Right. Where are you at? So where, what is your level of, um, not urgency? What is your level of concern? So for me, I'll go first. A lot of times I ask you the question, and I have you go first. So it sounds like I'm interviewing you sometimes and, I'm, and I don't mean for that to happen. This is just Bill's chat between the two of us, between two buddies, um, level of concern. I'm concerned about the AFC West. However, I'm, I'm, I'm elated that we're not going to have to play every single team in the AFC West, right? We're going to see the number one team from the West, which I believe was the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to see probably one or two of them in the playoffs, one of those AFC West teams. But they're going to cannibalize themselves by and large. Uh, nobody from the North concerns me, and we're playing the North this year. Is there any? I'll let you answer on your own. Uh, when it comes to the South, there's nobody in the South that concerns me. I, Matt Ryan going to the Colts, am I worried about uh, Jonathan Taylor, yes, after what he did, did to us last year. Am I worried about Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor together? No, that's that to me is not some terrific, fantastic upgrade. Man. Our division, though, is a little bit of an enigma. The Dolphins got better. The Jets, as much as it's ridiculous to think what those people are thinking, the Jets got better. The Patriots were a playoff team last year. Who knows where that's going to wash out? What is your level of concern for the Bills this year? Um, as far as our division, not much. Um, I know everybody is feeling good about Miami, you know, all those fans down there. I, I, I think what it comes down to is the same thing that they made us prove. I don't trust Tua. They didn't trust Josh Allen after those first two years until he actually did it. And he had to prove it two seasons in a row before he got that respect. I just think, honest to God, I think Tua has been robbed for his career because of those injuries. And I don't think he'll ever regain the form that everybody thought he could be. And that's not a hate. Thing coming from me i i actually if you go back and search on twitter and you search me and tua i will tell you i actually wanted to see him succeed you know not to the point where they're beating the bills but you know i don't never want to wish for a horrible career for somebody right i right. wanted Tua to do well um right. but i will tell you that matt ryan to the coats you're you, you brushing that off you got to remember we we almost lost to them with a way worse quarterback that's you know in the playoffs, we got crushed by the Colts. No, I'm not talking about last season. The season, oh, the before, like the playoffs, we almost lost to them with a quarterback who had no arm. Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. The problem mm. in Atlanta is not the same problem he's going to have here in, in with the Colts. The Colts have yeah, a very good fair. offensive line. They have that's a fair. very good, if not the best running back in the league, they have the second best running back in the league. I'm just saying, you might want to. I get it, but. The AFC West, I'm with you there. I think they're going to beat each other up, but I do think whichever team comes out of there for the playoffs is going to be a tough team. Just because the record will reflect a little bit less wins than others, I still think that they'll have the formula to to kind of the, show up. The best thing for the Buffalo Bills is the AFC West cannibalizing itself. The Bills are the the, the potential and opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to win the number one seed this year because the other like great teams in the AFC are in that West and they're going to, they're all going to come out of there. 50, like 50%, right? 
win a game, lose a game to every team in the AFC West. They're all going to cannibalize each other, which is going to give the Bills an opportunity to kind of grab that number one seed in the AFC and have it, you know, have it basically the, the playoff, the road to Super Bowl go through Buffalo, which is huge. I'm not casting off Matt Ryan. I just, the Colts don't scare me more. They beat us last year. So clearly yeah. I have a concern about the Colts. They beat us. I, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure that the Bills can handle Jonathan Taylor, even still, right? So the, the Colts concern me, but it's not like I have greater concern because Matt Ryan is there. I just, I mean, Carson Wentz gets dumped on a lot. You know, he's, I don't know what's up with him. There was a, there's times when he's good. There's times when he's really bad. Uh, was he better than Phillip Rivers? I don't know. Was it a, was it a wash? Probably. I don't think Phillip Rivers that year that the game that you and I went to that year, I don't think Philip Rivers was anything to write home about. Philip Rivers wasn't anything to write home about his last three or four seasons. I mean, he was just no. noodle arming the ball out, out, out on the field, right? You're right. I mean, so yeah, but it and it Matt is. Ryan is an upgrade over both of those guys. So even he if it's is. not even if it's not like a drastic huge jump, like I'm not saying, okay, now they got Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but when yeah. you have a team that's a run first with a very actually their defense is a lot better than most people will want to admit. They have a good defense, a good offensive line. So as long as Jonathan Taylor is controlling the clock, they're gonna be in a lot of games. They're gonna be yeah. in a lot of games. Chris Jenke says that defense of the Colts and running game, along with aging Phillip Rivers, almost beat us in the playoffs. Colts will be good, uh, good, better with Ryan at quarterback. Titans are one of those who will take a massive nosedive. It's true, but Matt Eberflus leaving that team is an issue, right? So I don't know who the defensive coordinator is from the Colts. Somebody can – oh, here we go. Somebody can probably look it up. Um, We're going to have to change the name of this show. Uh, but uh, somebody could probably look up who the def- if, if they hired from within or if they brought somebody from outside. If they brought somebody from outside, to me, all bets are off on that defense. Very rarely does a dude come in from the outside and keep the 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 same level of production in year one. Now, if they bring a guy up from the inside, you know, there's a good chance that it maybe it'll work. Uh, but the defense, yeah, we'll we'll see. So level of concern, I guess, is is where I'm at. So what so. You're probably where I am, I think, right? So am I concerned about the Colts? Sure. Am I concerned about the East? I'm a little bit, probably more than you are. Am I concerned about the West? I don't think I am. The North I'm concerned about. Really? Who? I mean, well, it obviously depends on everything that happens. So if Deshaun Watson is not suspended or if if his suspension is not long enough to where it matters when we play him, Deshaun Watson is a very good quarterback. Like, when before he sat the year out, he was a top five talent at the quarterback position. I know – I know right now the world hates him because of the off-field stuff and because he's a creep and a dirtbag and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That is not yep. Buffalo Rumbling's opinion. That is my opinion. But I know that that's <laughs> how too. we feel. you know. But the thing is, when we're talking strictly football, Deshaun Watson is a guy that puts fear into the defense. any defense that he goes up against. He knows how to mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. I know we always want to say he's a running back. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is, a, is he's a former MVP and he's yeah. still, the league still, as much as you want to talk about it, the league still hasn't figured him out. Last yeah. season, he was in the MVP conversation because half his team was on injured reserve and he still yep. was winning games. Like yep. that's who Lamar Jackson is. Do I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be like anybody to really be afraid of? No, but we lost to them last year with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think at this point, of his career, Mitch Trubisky is better than Ben was for the last three seasons. I agree. 100%. So I think Pittsburgh would take a step forward. And again, you have a great running game there with Najee Harris. You have weapons in Claypool. And, and I'm just I'm just cautioning people on that division. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I say Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati is going to make the playoffs. Not because they're not a good team. Like, yeah, they got Joe Burrow. Whoa. You I've been saying Cincinnati that for weeks. 
Wow. No, I've been saying that for weeks. Lamar Jackson and the the first of all, the Ravens had it was something ridiculous. Like 20, I'll look it up right now so I have the exact number. It was like 23 or 24 people on injured reserve last year. That's not gonna happen again. That's not happening. What, what happens to the landscape of the NFL media if the Bengals don't make the playoffs? Because as much as it's been all Buffalo by and large since that Chiefs game ended, there's still always the counter, the rebut. Yeah, but the Bengals went to the, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, right? Jamar Chase, like they, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. So as much as it's, it's the conversation has been the Bills in the this offseason and they have been the darlings of the NFL, their 1A, 1B, 1A and a half has been the Bengals. What ha- I mean, the landscape of the media for the NFL, if the Bengals don't make the – I mean, it, I guess it just turns back into the, them being the bungles, right, if they miss. Well, I, I want to show this real quick. So this is for the Ravens. Look at look at the red is all players who were on injured reserve. Right, like, right. This is, this is, we, we had years we had years like that. Right, sure. well, I mean, and, that, and that's fine, but I'm talking about for that division specifically right now. Like, you look yeah. at this, and Lamar Jackson was still an MVP – consideration the Ravens still sent the most players to the Pro Bowl like this is what so when you're talking about J.K. Dobbins being out when you're talking about you know you you can talk about so many other players and all this other stuff but when, when you're really looking at that division you have to consider the fact that Lamar Jackson is still there and he's healthy and now he had so that's that's better yeah, like I mentioned yeah. about I mentioned about uh Pittsburgh they're going to be better this year they improved and so I know Chris Jenke is, you know, he just mentioned that they improved their offensive line, and that's great. I think that they should try to protect their quarterback after seeing how he was beat down last year. And then, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he had his leg torn apart. I think they right, should right. do that. But the thing right. is, it's still, they their whole division improved, improved completely. And last year, the Bengals barely were good. Like, they didn't, they didn't dominate during the season. And then even in the playoffs, they scored – in, in the entirety of the playoffs, they scored less touchdowns than Josh Allen did in the playoffs. <laughs> so, I mean, I just don't I don't see how people are looking at that team like the Bengals are the, the business. Yeah, they were in the Super Bowl. They had bounces right, right. go their way in the playoffs and at the end of the season. Good for them. I, yeah. I applaud that city. I applaud that franchise. But come on. And everybody knows. And I get it. We lost. So I can't say if, if, if. But if those guys came into Western New York in January. There's no way that they were making it to the Super Bowl. Now, do I think we would have beat the Rams? That's different. I think that's a 50-50. I think the Rams were a great team. But them Bengals, man, come on. Miss me with that take. We would have dogged the – we would have absolutely dogged the Bengals. Dogged the Bengals. For sure. sure. Josh would have scored enough in the first quarter that would have made Joe Burrow (laughs) running home. Man, are you kidding me? (laughs) Run to his Burrow? (laughs) Kidding me? All right, let's transition this thing over. We're running out of time, so we've got about 20 minutes or so. Uh, to go over our defensive uh, roster projection for the 2022 season. And I'm going to let you drive. Uh, This is your projection. And I, for the, you asked me before the show, if I agreed with it and I said, yes, I think I said yes. Um, But I think I I told you I wanted to save kind of just some of my thoughts until we kind of went through it. So do you want to pull it up and just kind of uh, give us what you're thinking? Okay. So um, I think, 
pretty much in most places, um, the team looks very similar to what it did last year. I think the biggest changes that we're going to see is obviously on the defensive tackles or just the defensive line in general. Um, Von Miller is here. Shaq Lawson is back. Jordan Phillips is back. Uh, Daquan Jones and Tim Settle. Those guys are going to make all the world of difference for this team. And that's where you're going to see the most changes. But Ed Oliver, Boogie Basham, Groot, AJ Epinescent, those guys are still going to be doing what they do. They're going to get better this year. Linebacker mm. position is going to look very similar. Andre Smith is out for six games with a suspension. So I do think that Bernard makes this team. I don't know. Um, I, I haven't, obviously, I'm not in Buffalo. So I haven't been able to go to any of the um, practices, open the media. I haven't been able to see any of that stuff. But from all the reporting, and even after talking to, um, you know, I had a couple guys on the show that kind of, gave an opinion about how he looked ahead to Terrell Dotson on um, a couple weeks ago on the code of conduct. And he said that Bernard looks good. So we'll see. Um, cornerbacks. I think obviously Trey is there. Um, Kair is there. Dane. I think Cam Lewis is going to make this team. I absolutely mm. think Cam Lewis is going to make this team. Mm. Teron Johnson, Saran Neal and uh, Christian Benford. Now that's a little different because the, the way the team is normally configured it looks a little different than this. I believe normally they go with six cornerbacks and they kind of figure out something else to do with like either linebackers or whatever. I, I just think with the suspension to Andre Smith, it actually provides a little bit of flexibility to keep certain people. If, it does. if Andre and Smith and, and, and White's going to start the season on pop on PUP. Correct. So same thing. So with both of those guys being out, you know, for whatever amount of time, it affords us the opportunity to have Christian Benford basically try out, you know, for the, you know, live during the season safety. Mm -hmm. I think that room looks exactly the same as last year. They need to figure out how to extend my guy, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde is back. Hamlin's back. Johnson's back. Special teams. The punk God is here. The <laughs> punk God is here. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Bass is back. And my man, Reed Ferguson, the snap master is back. That's so I, I just don't see it really being any different. And honestly, it, this year wasn't even difficult. Mm -mm. No, it wasn't even so a difficult one. It can become difficult. So I agree almost holistically with everything that you have here. Um, and obviously, like like you said, you know, Andre Smith being suspended is going to provide a roster spot. Trey White more than likely starting the season on the PUP is going to provide a roster spot. You know, the safety situation is exactly the guys from last year. Uh, you know, the corners are going to be the corners. There's, there's an opportunity for one extra guy to be there with, with Trey White being out. It could be, right? It could be... Uh, um cam uh cam lewis which why am i looking at this cam lewis i don't see cam lewis on this list he's right under dane jackson i got teron johnson under dane jackson am i looking at the wrong one are you looking you at the two? screen did you make two i'm not i'm looking at the one you sent me earlier okay oh, no on the screen yeah gotcha 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 uh so so cam so it's going to provide an opportunity so the question is is when trey white comes back when andre smith comes back who's cut and i've got to i've got to follow well actually before that let's start here so the Buffalo Bills decide going into what we talked about two weeks ago that they're going to keep a surprise two wide receivers. Hypothetically, they're keeping keeping two wide receivers that were not expected to be kept. So you got to expect that one of the, the wide receivers that we believe is going to be kept could potentially go right. And then it's got to be a defensive player. So who's the first defensive player knowing that you've got two guys on your defense right now that aren't going to start the season with the team how does that what does that make sense how does that how does that flesh out to you as far as if the bills decide you know what we're going to keep Tavon austin because we don't trust isaiah mckenzie to return kicks or return punts or whatever uh 
total just hypothetical just for the sake of this argument just to have a body isaiah hodgins returns to what they thought he was going to be his rookie season he's he's healthy and we can't keep him off the field he's going to make this roster so you got two guys are going to stick which one of your defensive players is going and then i'm going to I'm just to lead you i'm going to follow it up with and then when those two guys come back andre smith trey white now we're talking about cutting two more guys yeah, but I think I think what happens is I look at the offensive side of the ball. I think um, depending on how that whole thing comes out, I think Jalen at that point um, can be somebody that as a tight end that they say, you know what, we're going to throw you on the practice squad and protect you for right, a couple of right, weeks or whatever. Right, I think that's right. absolutely a possibility. I also think that um, looking at the offensive line, I know they they typically carry a certain amount of people. I'm not sure, like, and I said this last week or the two weeks ago when we did it, I'm still not sure that Cody Ford makes mm -hmm. this team. That was so, the guy I was staring at when you before you when you started talking. That's the dude I stared at. Yep. Yeah. So so for me, um, the depending on how that plays out. So if we do keep Hodgins and we keep whoever, I, I think that's the way it goes. But um, I just I do want to say though, I, when it comes to the wide receiver room, even with Hodgins and you're talking about all these other people, I also don't I, I don't I understand everybody's in love. Don't be surprised if Isaiah McKenzie's the odd man out. It's interesting. I had a fun conversation yet uh, on Monday. It's Wednesday on Monday in regards to the wide receiver room. The, to me, the, the, to me, and we talked about this two weeks ago, the, the, the excitement around this preseason is that wide receiver room. Um, and I don't want to give names, but there was people there that were having conversations and there are people that know about this stuff. Um, one of them said, if there's somebody that's the potential guy to, to, to miss or to lose his job, it's Isaiah McKenzie. Mm -hmm. The other person was dead set that the Buffalo Bills have a huge plan for Isaiah McKenzie, almost maybe possibly to be the number three wide receiver on this team this year. So he's going to not, not slide into the necessarily the slot, but be the number three guy, right? So, which is a huge role where I fall on that. And I'd love to know your, uh, opinion we all love we all love imac mm -hmm. There's, he's i mean his smile his charisma who he is uh he's one of us in the sense that he's small in stature but gets the job done i mean he he his persona is basically as you called it with anthony 716 i mean he's everything that we like he's the underdog right that, that has potential and flashes and shows up when he shouldn't against the patriots or against the dolphins or whatever I believe that the Bills, for whatever reason, don't trust him mm -hmm. as much as they do Gabriel Davis. And I know that's an easy name to throw out there. And I'm just going to say it this way. Gabriel Davis lost a ton of snaps last year to Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis balled out his rookie year, came into his second year. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders and to replace John Brown and gave Emmanuel Sanders all of his snaps and basically put Gabe Davis on the bench behind him until the end of the season isaiah mckenzie when, when when he fumbled the football a couple times on kick and punt returns was a healthy scratch it wasn't even a situation of well no no no, we're still going to use him on offense they just sat his butt down up oh, go over there find the bench and it wasn't as much as it was disciplinary we can't trust you to return kicks at all it wasn't disciplinary well we can't trust you to be a wide receiver either I think the, the the trust factor behind the wide receiver piece is different 
than the kick return or putt returner thing. I think there's just something to, I don't know. I, we've seen that. And, and I think the only thing that I was able to say that sort of made sense when I was in the middle of this conversation on Monday, you're talking about a, a staff that drives us crazy. You and me, Bill's mafia, because guys like Brian Winters play exceptionally well during the week, Monday to Thursday, know the playbook, do everything right in practice everything that's expected. And it's not just Brian Winters. There's been many of them. They do all mm -hmm. these things and then they get in the game and the dude collapses the entire right side of the offensive line for five or six games before they finally put Ike Bucker in. You're not working. You're doing great in practice. You're not working in the game. And I think there's something going on for Isaiah McKenzie in practice, right? That they just don't trust him. And that's a total theory. I could be completely wrong. No, from I'm, everything Go I'm ahead. with you. I'm with you. And uh shout out to Renaissance Man. He had this comment a couple weeks ago where he says that he hopes that it's a situation where Dayball didn't trust him. And now he has a clean slate with Dorsey and will get more touches. He didn't score eight touchdowns a few years ago by accident. And I rebuttaled uh, that. Fair. No, no, but I rebuttaled that because I feel like we 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 look at the season for that and we say he scored eight touchdowns. He scored three mm -hmm. of them against Miami that last week when Josh right. blew those guys out by halftime. So right, I remember that. I don't I don't quite look at that. The, the amount of touchdowns to be a reason why he's that great. I think they used him properly that year. So he would have basically had five touchdowns that year and they used him properly. I think what happens with kind of what you're saying, there's, there's a reason why the team don't really trust him. And, you know, cause I tell you what, I don't care what it says. It, it could be Dayball saying, you know what? He's just not doing it. If, if, if Sean McDermott wanted that guy playing, guess who would be playing? Oh, he'd be playing, you know? And so, and I see a lot of comments like this. McKenzie will be there, and so will Austin. We'll keep seven wide receivers. I tell you what, if we keep Austin, I definitely don't see us keeping McKenzie. And that's just the honest-to-God truth because I think for certain guys on this team, McKenzie, Austin, um, hell, even uh, Marquez Stevenson, I don't think he makes the team, obviously. He wasn't on the list. The, the, the route that these guys have to making this team is special teams. If, if what you just said lit, lit up in me, um, Tavon Austin making this football team makes Isaiah McKenzie expendable and 100%. provides an opportunity for a guy like Isaiah Hodgins, who the Bills want to see play football. Bro, Isaiah Hodgins ain't making this roster, man. I don't think so either. What he I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it makes him expendable, Tavon Austin, because if they were if 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 they benched him before as a healthy scratch from making mistakes on special teams. Mm -hmm. and it didn't keep him around for offense. If you're keeping a guy to return kicks and punts, I, I it's, it's, it, it's going to play to me. This is the most exciting position group for all of training camp. Most exciting position group. I'm excited to see this position group. Like, yeah. As far as cuts and all that stuff, it, like it's the actual yeah. battle position, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I think like, obviously the top, the top guys are are there. Like we know Diggs is there. We know Davis is there. We know Crowder, you know, we know those three guys are making a roster. Right. Um, right. I just, to be honest with you, I don't think Austin makes it. Um, I think that if another team doesn't see something in during, uh, you know, during preseason, then maybe some other team picks him up. If not, maybe he can fit on a practice squad. I kind of agree with what Chris Jenke just said there, but mm -hmm. you know, I, and same thing. I think, I think, Isaiah McKenzie, as much as we love him, it's turned into a love fest. It's not necessarily us being honest with our eyes and looking at everything that he can do as a wide receiver. I don't think we, when we, and as Bills fans, we just do it. Like, 
Christian Wade. We can go back to, well, you know. Time out, time out. I was thinking about him the other day, and I forgot to Google it. Did he just vanish from the roster? He retired. Completely? He retired. I didn't he see He retired, that. yes. Um, I did not see that. It was recent. It, it wasn't that long ago. But, yeah, he retired. And, and I thought the Bills found a way to just slide him out of the franchise without no. anybody even knowing about it. But but that's a, it's the, like, and, but that's who we are as a fan base when you think about it. Like, we, we fall in love with somebody. And, and yeah. I get it. For a long time when we weren't good, that's kind of all we had. All we had was, you know, the love fest for these guys because they were great people to be around the city when nobody wanted to be here and all that stuff. Now it's not the same way. Like we're an it team. Like guys want to come here and play. So these guys are going to be fighting for these roster positions. And if Isaiah McKenzie brings the same stuff that he's brought, and I mean the stuff that made him healthy scratches or the stuff that made him lose his job on special teams, I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. Like it's not happening. So yeah, what's what's wild about what you just said, and that guys want to come here, and this is a very good argument, and it wasn't mine, and I can't give credit to who said it. The Bills get so the, this is this is the contrast. The Bills told Isaiah McKenzie twice, two years in a row, go find the best contract or the best deal you can, mm-hmm. and he ended up coming back to Buffalo for peanuts. Jamison Crowder should have gotten twelve million dollars this year. It came to Buffalo for like one and a half or two. Yeah. Because he wants to win. He wants to win. He wants, he, to wants, win. he wants to catch footballs from Josh Allen. Yeah. So again, like, the, the first part you just said there though, that's what I think that's what I think the fan base doesn't actually um look at in that way. They look yeah, at yeah. it like Isaiah McKenzie's back. Yeah, he's here. They don't look at it like, well, the Bills said, All right, well, look, if you go find something, good luck, man. We wish you luck with your career. Right, right. That's literally what they said to him two years in a row. Hey. Go try to find something, and uh, you know, if you think you find something better than what we want to offer you, then uh, you know, go ahead, good luck. And he's like, "No, I'll come back and play for Candy," because right. he didn't get what he, you know, like. And so right, it's like, right. again, as fans, we love him. Like he's on, you know, America's Got Talent, and he's awesome, it, it, awesome. great personality, one of the yeah. one of the funniest dudes, like just an amazing guy. But when we're really talking about what they put on tape and what they put on the field. We got to be honest and say Isaiah McKenzie has, has been underwhelming as a Buffalo Bills player besides certain moments, you know, like the yeah. game against the Patriots last season. Yeah, it was a phenomenal game for him. He doesn't yeah. consistently do that every week. Why? Yeah, I, that's a great question. So one last wrench that I'm going to throw at you that I want you to address as the uh, hypothetical GM of the Buffalo Bills uh, right here on the Humpty Hotline, uh, Mr. Jay Spencer King. Matt Areza, six-round pick, is not cuttable because of the fact that they drafted him where they drafted him. However, he struggles in camp holding the football. I guess the first question is, is what do you do? We've talked about a solution. It's mm-hmm. not normal. But if Matt, Ra- Matt Areza is like, you know, there is no, like he cannot, he, he can't execute the holding of the football. And it takes Tyler Bass from a 90%, 95% guy down to, you know, 70, 75%. The struggles that we saw him have and we saw Mason Crosby have in Green Bay with Corey Bohorquez. Hashtag Boho Mojo. Um, I had to get in there, sorry. What do you, where, where are you at? What, what, is, what is your move if Matt Areza not cutting him because he's crushing the football, but he, but he can't hold? I mean, hell, let's go back to the 90s and have your second quarterback hold the ball. Like, I don't, I don't care. With the, with, the, with the CBA, they can't. They only get so much time to practice. There's only so much time. So the reason that changed was because of the CBA and the requirements. 
and they're only allowed to be on the field practice field for so long. So every minute that he's away from them holding is time that he doesn't get to spend with the scout team or with the offense. So that's why I learned that. I, don't, I think Perino told me that. Somebody told me that. because He I can practice somewhere else, you know. He, he could do that. I, like, I don't – but I, I think – no, honestly, I'm not being funny when I say this. I think um, we, we show concern about stuff that's not actually a concern. Like, I don't think he's going to struggle here. So I think okay. – you know, I think I'm just hypothetical, bro. I'm just throwing. No, I feel you. But I'm saying I th- and I'm not saying it like you like that. What I mean is as a fan, because you go on Twitter and and you like just scroll whenever um, the punt game is, is comes up and everybody. Well, can he hold? Can he hold? Can he hold? These guys are professional athletes, man. He'll They'll, they'll figure he's, this out. Like he's well, that is what Reed Ferguson said. We'll adjust. Reed Ferguson said we will absolutely adjust. Yeah. If we, if we have to. Um yeah, I mean it's 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 they're absolutely 100% professional athletes. However, he's never held in his life. So that's like asking you you've pl- you played sports in high school. I mean, you're not I mean holding can't be that difficult. Could you imagine holding at the NFL level after when you've never done it before ever? I could. I like I can't say I would be <laughs> I, I would be confident at it, but no, I mean well, it's one of those honestly, man, I think we like we really look at certain tasks and we like make and it's good because that means that the bills are so good everywhere else that like when your biggest concern is oh my god can he hold for kicks like when that's your biggest concern we're 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 pretty good (laughs) oh you're definitely good but you're also worried about your kicker because uh if tyler bass if if matt areza comes in and he holds similar to Corey bajorquez and Tyler Bass's numbers go down and he misses some winning field goals we're actually flaming tyler bass at that point and not the holder, because that's what we saw with Corey Bohorkas. People still can't figure out why Corey Bohorkas is gone. The reason he's gone is because he sucked as a holder. Jessica Tennis says, I love this. This is this is actually very chessy, right? Uh, she says, punt God, so Matareza goes on IR, and Hawk will get uh, will get cut and re-signed and start the season as our punter if that happens. So what she's saying is, is that if he can't hold Matareza, that basically the Bills will, he's got a foot injury, and they'll stash him on the IR for eight weeks until he figures it out. <laughs> right i mean that's that's probably what happens i just i i don't think it's that deep i think we start the season <laughs> with punt god you know like I, I just don't think it's that deep when you have when you have a an automatic roster i've got to bring something up I, we no can't i just- feel you no because I, I mean and it's in the comments so i get it but like i said i just i i don't some of these things i just think that you know like we make major deals out of, you know, like Sean McDermott yeah, yeah. has one comment yeah. and we're like, Oh my God, he brought it up. It's a major concern. And he's like, just doing coach talk. So right, um, sure. I do think, I, I do think out of all of this conversation, the one main conversation to have is the one that you absolutely brought up about the wide receivers. Yeah. I really think McKenzie is, I'm not saying he's getting cut. I would like to see him make it and, and thrive. But I think if we're talking about anybody who was on a team prior as a white receiver who might not be here, I think that's the guy that you're looking at. Because mm-hmm. again, he didn't sign a major, you know, he didn't get signed for what, six million a year or $10 million as a wide receiver. So for, for me to think that he had healthy scratches last year, he was benched as the punt and the kick returner, and he was barely used when he was active on offense besides maybe a couple of games. It's you're, it's hard pressed for me to believe that he's going to be the third receiver. It's right. just, and, and that's not because I don't, I want him to prove me wrong. I would like Isaiah Hodgins to prove me wrong. I said earlier on the broadcast, he ain't making his roster. Prove me wrong. Like, for sure, you know, do it. But I just don't see it. I, I think, you know, we we drafted a rookie 
this year in the fifth in the fifth round that probably should have been a, a really if you look at his tape he could have been a third or a second round pick so mm-hmm. it's shocking that he was there i think that the buffalo bills are absolutely stacked again i think oh, we yeah. are stacked so i don't know it's, it's gonna be hard for for a bunch of these guys to make the team Awesome. Well, that was uh, th- that was the uh, roster projection for 2022 from a defensive standpoint, and we touched the offense a little bit. Coming up for uh, Jay Spencer King and myself uh, with uh, Buffalo Rumbling. So this is going to be the last show for the Humpty Hotline until training camp starts. Uh, so we're going to take a little bit of a break here through the summer, through the dry time, because it is a it's not impossible. It's a difficult task to come up with content in the month of July. And frankly, we need a break. Uh, I have Jerry Aroski uh, 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 on the show Sunday night, uh, former Buffalo Bills offensive lineman. And then I'll be taking a break from the overreaction show. And I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. What are your plans for code of conduct for the month of July until training camp begins? I will also be taking a break. <laughs> I'm going to gotcha. recharge um, my the experiences over the last month and change since the shoot since the shooting happened on Jefferson has really honestly thrown me quite a bit. So um, I haven't really been able to focus. I haven't really been able to keep up on a lot of things. And um, so I just kind of need to recharge. And I know that. Yeah. You know, you all will miss Joe and myself for a month, but I promise you when we come back, we'll be back and better than ever. And hopefully I'll have my mind right and things will be good. But uh, we'll absolutely need this break, both of us. Yeah, I said Jerry Orosky. It's Jerry Ostrowski. My bad. So, yeah, I don't know why I mis- mispronounced that. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and uh, that's Jay Spencer King. And I'm going to let you do your little tagline because I love it, and I love hearing it. Hey, well, y'all know how we do it over here. Y'all take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. (laughs) 